Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cloud overhead, hoping that I break that. Won't get a hold, won't determine fate that. Well, shout out to the Florida Panthers, I guess. Nice win tonight, going 3-1 on the season because that's about all Miami sports fans have to look forward to right now. Unless, you know, with Tua Tungavailoa coming back Sunday versus Steelers, the Dolphins can turn it around too. But anyways, I'm fully aware that a lot of y'all are here just to talk about the Heat and things did not look so good tonight versus Chicago Bulls as they lose 116-108 to on opening night of the NBA season. So basically, all I'm going to do this podcast is give you a rundown of all my thoughts from this game. I have a little bulleted point list here, so we'll go ahead and get through them one by one. But before we do that, thank y'all for tuning in, man. If y'all listen to this, y'all are the realest of realest Heat fans, or maybe you just enjoy listening to me talk. Why? I can't tell you, but I do greatly appreciate it. And uh, this is my fourth episode over here on the Believe Network, so I want to appreciate y'all for tuning in because it does mean a lot. So getting into this Bulls game, the first point that I want to talk about is Bam at a bio. My note actually says he struggled early because I was taking notes as the game went along. But really, I can just change that to he struggled or in better words, he was terrible. Pulling up the box score here and looks like he finished the night shooting 5 of 15, finished with 12 points, 9 boards and 2 assists. Part of the reason that's frustrating is because I did have him in a, you know, I was going to say the name. But it's a player prop betting app. But that specific company does not sponsor me. So I will not give them a shout out. No free promo. But if they do want to uh, sponsor me, you know, they, they definitely can. But anyways, I had the over on BAM points. And then once he was like one of nine in the first half, I knew I was not going to hit that. So shout out to BAM and Abao for missing a couple dunks, missing a wide open layup from Lowry, and overall just really struggling tonight. I mean, there was a funny sequence earlier where he missed like a wide open dunk. And then he got a stop and a rebound the next play and then went coast to coast and dunked on somebody's head because he was just frustrated and missing all these shots. The thing is, though, Bam, you can do that anytime you want. I've said it once and I'll say it again. He is the fastest, strongest guy, most athletic player on the court. Every time he steps on it, there's no reason that he can't dominate every second he's out there. Now, I'm not going to get super mad at his aggressiveness today because he did shoot 15 shots. Obviously, he got into a little bit of foul trouble, got the four fouls and didn't really come back in until late or mid to late in the fourth quarter so I'm not going to get super mad at his aggressiveness but obviously he did struggle at least he kept shooting so I guess that's a positive sign but really it seemed like every time he missed he'd put his head down which is really frustrating to watch keep your head up run and gun they can't guard you out there bam but I'm not going to overreact to him nor really anybody else's game because it is game one I'm definitely not one of those heat fans that overreacts to every game I've been watching basketball long enough to understand that this is a very long season and they can win, they can blow out Boston on Friday and we'll forget all about this game. But still, you know, I'm here to to talk about the game, so we'll go ahead and do that. And yeah, Bam was terrible. It was frustrating, especially since it's a guy that I said in the last few videos and and podcasts and people were calling me a hater because I said, I'll believe it when I see it when it comes to Bam and Abile. And so far, I have not seen it. So there's a few agendas people have. One of them is Bam at a bio and his aggressiveness. 
if you were like me and you were a little iffy on whether he would continue to be aggressive or whether he could, you know, finally be a scorer, well, your agenda is looking right so far after one game. Another agenda a lot of people have is Tyler Hero and whether or not he deserved his extension. And that is a guy that I fully believe did deserve it. And I actually made a bold statement last podcast saying that he would make the all-star team this year. And he certainly had a very strong start today. He had 23 points and six rebounds and he shot pretty efficient at two. He was eight of 15 from the floor and four of eight from three. Disappointing part is that he had like 23 points, like somewhere midway through the third quarter and then never scored again. Again, good and bad, (laughs) not to get to my, my personal agendas here, but I have a bet with a friend on another show I do called Witness Weekly. Basically, we do a bet of the week every week, and I bet that Hero would score under 25 points. So at least he did do that. So I got to find these these personal wins when I can. But regardless, only a few players showed up today for the Heat. It was Tyler Hero. It was Jimmy Butler. It was Max Drews. That's really about it. But I mean, we'll kind of get into everybody else individually a little bit as we go along. But it was nice to see Tyler be aggressive. It was nice to see him get off to a super hot start uh, hot start shooting the ball because you know he's going to have a chip on his shoulder all year because he heard the chatter. He heard people saying he didn't deserve an extension. He heard himself getting traded all offseason. So it was really nice for him to come in here and ball out and do it really efficiently too. Uh, did a little bit from everywhere too. Saw the really nice crafty layups going under the rim like Dr. J. Just beautiful. Then, of course, we saw the runners, the three-pointers, everything like that. So, I mean, not too many, uh, not too much more thoughts on Tyler Hero because he kind of did what I thought he could. Um, so, I'm happy to see him play well. Hopefully, he can keep playing efficient and get himself into that all-star game like I think he will. Next, I want to talk about Caleb Marin and him starting at the four. Again, kind of did what I expected uh, last podcast when I was talking about him. I basically said he's not as good as P.J., but he would provide a different dynamic to this offense. And a couple of the things I mentioned we did see is that I said his his athleticism would help him be more of a versatile scorer. For example, we'd be able to see him go back door, maybe get a couple other shots up in transition or, or just driving in the lane. And we did see that. We saw a nice backdoor play early. I think it was uh, Tyler, Bam found him. Uh, his form, I've been saying on his three-pointer looks good. It was nice to see him hit one of those. He also had a really nice pull-up mid-range jumper, which was nice. So it was nice to see him, you know, do show off some of that offensive versatility. And of course, his perimeter defense was good as it always is. But again, we did see the concern, which of course is his size. There's a few times he did get matched up on Vucevic and Vucevic kind of had back to back to back offensive rebounds. I know Vucevic finished with 17 boards on the night and checking the box score here. It looks like he finished with five offensive rebounds. So not too many, but obviously more than you'd like to give up. But we know that's going to be a problem with Caleb playing the four is his size. Um, it's just kind of something I think we're going to have to deal with all year until I personally think it's inevitable that they do trade for some kind of four a la Jay Crowder or somebody else. But we're certainly not here to talk trades. I've already seen on Twitter some Heat fans talking trades. And I'm like, I, I even saw a Lowry for Westbrook trade and a Lowry for Draymond Green trade. One of those I hate, one of those I don't, I'll let y'all figure it out because we're not talking trades after the first 48 minutes. That's not what we're doing here today. But regardless, Caleb kind of did what we expect. He was bad at what you thought he'd be bad at, and he was good at what you would would hope he would. So not too bad from Caleb. He played pretty well uh, himself. Jimmy Butler, I thought he'd be a little more passive this game because typically we see him, especially early on in games and early in the season, tend to be passive. But no, sir, not tonight. Jimmy Butler was pretty incredible. He had 24 points, 8 rebounds, and 3 assists. Only took 11 shots, but that's because he got to the free throw line 16 times. 
I said this last episode, and this is a a proof, living proof of it, that a player who can get to the free throw line like that is the sign of a star player. Because when your shot's struggling or when the game gets down or when the game gets, you know, close late in the clutch, those are the star players that can get to the free throw line that, that are able to contribute for the team and make those winning plays. And he was great. 14 of 16 from the free throw line. Did miss a big one late, but so did a few people. But we'll, we'll kind of go chronological here. But it was nice to see Jimmy Butler be aggressive. It was nice to see him do what we know he can. Concerning part is he did hit the floor a lot. And again, it's only game one of 82. But still, we know Jimmy Butler's star player. He did what I expected him to do. Pretty nice to see. Moving on into a little bit of the bench role, we saw Max Struess come in and be the first guy off the bench. Of course, Max Struess, incredible performance, 22 points, 7 rebounds, 5 of 7 from 3. As much as I want to do the Struess daddy alert, it doesn't feel right in a loss, man. It really doesn't. But So we'll save it. Struess will have more great games, but man, he was awesome tonight. Really, really nice to see him going because y'all know that's my guy. Interesting note, though, we did see him and Duncan play a lot of minutes together off the bench. Now, Duncan didn't do anything spectacular, and he certainly wasn't terrible. It's looking right here like he finished with five points. Uh, it was nice to see he hit his first three of the game, which for a guy that I've talked about his confidence and how important that is for him and kind of his lack thereof of confidence uh, and how he needs it, it was really critical that he hit that first three, but then he missed his next couple, so I guess it didn't matter anyways. But he did have some nice drives, some nice assists, actually finished with three assists, uh, and I know he had like a tough layup later on, but... He only took four shots, made two of them, played 10 minutes, uh, didn't really do too much. And if Vic was healthy, which we didn't even mention yet, yeah, Victor w- was out. Uh, he's listed as day-to-day. It's a little concerning because the season just started, but I'm hoping, it's, I'm hoping it's precautionary like we heard Spolstra say. just seems a little sus, but regardless, if Depot was healthy, I don't think Duncan would be playing. And I think that's proof of the fact that Duncan only played 10 minutes and Strews played 30. I think that's going to kind of be something we see going forward. Now, moving on a little bit, uh, let's get into Dwayne Dedman. Dwayne Dedman, he played about 15 minutes, kind of like I expected, but really, it seemed like a lot more because he was <laughs> he was pretty terrible out there. And see, listen, I don't even know if terrible is the right word as much as frustrating is the right word. Now, he hit some nice shots, hit a couple middies, actually had 11 points on 5 of 16, but it's all the other stuff. It's the turnovers. He had two turnovers, the, the moving screens. He's bound to get you one or two, two of those games, and it seems to always be in the clutch, too, when the game matters most. But five fouls, he played, thir- to be exact, he played 13 minutes and had five fouls. Man, that is so frustrating. When you constantly get teams in a bonus that quick or get guys to, to the line as soon as you check in, it's just frustrating. He's a very frustrating player. Even when they were cutting, uh, going on a run to, to cut into the Bulls' lead, he had got a rebound and started bringing the ball up court. Why? And, of course, he turned it over. Bulls got to score. Just why? Took some ill-advised middies, like I said. Now, he hit them today, but that's not going to be consistent. He did hit a, a three, though, I suppose, too. But it, that's just, that's not going to be consistent. He's a very frustrating player. If Omer is healthy, I guess he'll start to take those minutes, unless Spo plays both of them, like I thought he would. Uh, but we'll just kind of have to see when Omer comes in. And, and, and that's not me saying Omer is going to be great, because he's a very slow player, and I can see that getting frustrating at times, too. But regardless, I'm not going to get mad at Deadman because he is what he is I, I really don't like all the heat fans that are getting really mad at him like he has some kind of crazy expectations he doesn't but he, he's still a frustrating player uh and i guess uh as far else on the heat is uh nikola jovic or as far as bigs at least he didn't play he didn't check in 
I did not think Jovic would get a lot of run this year. Again, last podcast, my prediction was about 50 games, 12 minutes a night. Uh, but because Depot was out and because Omer was out, I did expect Jovic to get some run, and he didn't actually check into the game. So I guess Spolstra only went, what's this? He went uh, nine deep, only nine deep. I thought he'd go about 10. Well, technically he did go 10 because Highsmith played a random 30 seconds. I have no idea why, but Jovic will get his run this year. I don't really care that he didn't play like a lot of people. He's a young guy. He does need some more time. The last heat guy that I want to talk about here is Kyle Lowry. Man, I preached all offseason how Kyle Lowry provides value to a team. I mean, I mean, you can probably see where this is going based off the tone of my voice. Uh, but anyways, uh, he obviously had a pretty terrible playoff run. He got hurt, and yeah, then he was pretty awful. And people was acting like he sucks, he's terrible, he's trash, he's lost. All the synonyms of that word they were saying. I was over there saying, you know what? He has his faults. He can't stay healthy. He is older, yes. But every team needs a pass-first facilitator, and that is something that I thought he did very well. You know, and also he can hit the open three. And I was nice of Kyle Lowry this offseason. I was. I I think I'm ready to completely do a 180 on him. And I understand it's one game, but this looked exactly like the Kyle Lowry we saw in the playoffs last season. And to tell you the truth, the reason why I'm rats off a ship so early into the season is because you can't really expect a 37-year-old to get any better. I think with a guy like him, you might be able to tell after one game you know, what he is, you know, it's not like it's a young guy, you know, he knows what he's doing, I suppose you can make the argument that an older guy needs some time to warm up, but I mean, come on, man, he looked exactly like how he ended last season, I mean, he was terrible, there's no, no other word to describe it other than awful, final stat line, two points, five rebounds, four assists, one of seven shooting, 0 of five from three, and three turnovers, so four assists, three turnovers, obviously just a god-awful ratio, and his shot selection was atrocious, and and, and never even mind the shot selection on the threes, he was like a foot short on all the threes, they barely skimmed uh, skimmed the front of the rim almost every time, so it's almost like he doesn't have his legs under him or or something, And, and he had the flopping today too, I mean, man, he is a very frustrating player to watch, uh, I sure hope he can turn it around very, very long season ago. You know, he is the ultimate professional, you know, uh, with regards to just his, his veteran. You know, I, I don't even know. That's just some cliche talk. I'm not even going to lie because he's out of shape. He said he was going to be in shape. He looks the exact same. He doesn't stop flopping. No integrity to the game. Complains every four seconds, whether he fouls or not. Had Spo waste a ton of challenges last year because he's always throwing his arms up saying, oh, I didn't foul when you most definitely did, Mr. Lowry. But regardless... As a Heat fan, as as and all I can say is that I hope he he works out because he's getting paid a lot of money to be terrible. He really is. But long season ago, big game on Friday where hopefully he can uh you know change my mind because it's one games early. But if you start to get two, three, four games and he's still like this, I mean I'll give it a couple weeks before I completely start to freak out. Even though it probably already sounds like I'm freaking out, but I can just kind of see the writing on the wall a little bit. Uh, but I'll give it a couple weeks, I guess. And if he's still like this, the Heat have a major problem because you cannot have a guy getting paid that much money to be that terrible, especially when you combine it with Duncan Robinson's contract, who I'm pretty sure is going to be out of the rotation. Let's talk about the Chicago Bulls a little bit now. Uh, Goran Dragic came back in town. It was nice to see him get a great ovation. Uh, played 18 minutes off the bench for Chicago, had 12 points. 
and he shot very very efficient too uh, he ended up finishing four of eights here and as my NBA app glitches he was four or five from three does not surprise me it seemed like he took a lot more and did not miss at all again kind of something I expected you kind of wanted him to <laughs> or, or you kind of thought that he might come back here with a little bit of chip on his shoulder and say Kyle Lowry over me and that's exactly what he did and he was much better than Kyle Lowry tonight even had that crazy fadeaway three trying to draw the foul, which he always did here too, which was kind of frustrating where he tried to draw the foul instead of making the shot. But on that shot, he did both. So he obviously played pretty well. He's a guy that helped uh, Chicago stay in it when the Heat were actually shooting really well too. And Struess was hitting a bunch of shots. But obviously I love Goran. I think everybody loves Goran. And yeah, he showed the Heat tonight that they should have kept uh, himself over Lowry. But again, one game. We'll see what, what goes on as the season progresses. I got Andre Drummond on my list here just because I want to talk about how much I think that guy sucks too. Uh, because, you know, I don't really know how uh, negative these previous podcasts were. I'm talking like before I was the host. But just so y'all know, I'm going to call it how it is. If I think a guy is terrible, I'm going to say he's terrible. And again, it will never be anything personal. Just like obviously not personal. We're just here to talk basketball. It's only going to be about their play on the field. And I'm not a hater either. You know, I'll, I'll acknowledge when an opposing team is good or or bad. And same thing with with the Heat. But uh, yeah, I'm not afraid to say it. I, I don't really like those those podcasts and those networks that are kind of all positive and they just try to push their agendas. That's not you know that's not the case at all. Uh, I've been pushing a Tyler Hero agenda, but if he was terrible tonight, I'll be the first one to come out there and tell you. Same thing with Lowry. I was pushing the agenda that Lowry was a good player, and here I am telling you that I was wrong. I was flat out wrong. So I just wanted to kind of let y'all know that real quick that I am not afraid to say when I'm wrong. So I'll let you know when I'm right. But man, if I'm wrong, I'll be the first to tell you because it's all basketball at the end of the day. You know, no one's ever going to be right 100% of the time. Shoot, not even me. I had the over on band points. I would have won. <laughs> I would have won a good amount of money because I had a four-player parlay. Everybody else hit. Shout out Tyler, Franz Wagner, and Scotty Barnes. They all hit. Not you, Bam, but whatever bam at a bio don't care about me but anyways we were talking about andre drummond how much i think he sucks the only note i have is that eric reed uh, made a comment saying that andre drummond wanted to be called Andre drummond because he thinks he's a shooter now that guy is terrible i mean he's so awful and he, i mean the fact Andre drummond i'm at a loss for words if you can't tell that nickname is awful you cannot shoot all you can do is rebound Okay, you have terrible footwork, you have terrible handles, you think you're Magic Johnson out there, you're not. Regardless, Andre Drummond, I'm not a fan of him at all. A lot of Heat fans wanted him on this team. No, sir, I am glad he's not. Let's talk about DeMar DeRozan, man. DeMar DeRozan is a guy that I had in my top three for MVP voting last season. I didn't think he'd have as good a year this year. Certainly an all-star team. I certainly think he's one of the best players in the game still to this day. But I thought he'd have a little bit of a drop-off just because last season kind of seemed like lightning in a bottle because of all the game winners and all the special moments and just because of how really great he was overall. Well, so far, I've been wrong on that too, That you know, saying that he'd have a drop-off this year because he finished with 37.6 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 steals, a block, and he was absolutely unguardable today, even was 2 of 3 from 3. It's not something you expect to see from Marta Rosen, but listen, man, his game is nice. Oh my God, I am so jealous of his mid-range game. I wish I had that footwork, that composure, that touch from the mid-range. When you have that shot, you are unguardable because you can just raise up over anybody you want. You could pump fake as many times as till it gets them to jump. Now, it seemed like the Heat were jumping on his first pump fake every time today, 
which was very, very frustrating. I, I don't know why they, they didn't stay down a single time. But regardless, DeMar DeRozan is that guy, man. He is so nice. He's such a tough player. So I just want to give some respect to him. And the Heat went into halftime tied with the Bulls. And then DeMar DeRozan kind of went off in that third quarter. He scored 16 points in that third quarter alone. And he was the reason that the Bulls outscored us by 10. That was 37 to 27 in the third quarter. The Bulls kind of uh, took the lead and never really looked back. Now, Miami did go a run uh, in the fourth quarter. Struess, like I said, was playing well. They went all the way to four points, and then they kind of never really looked back. A couple of things I didn't like about that or, or that went wrong uh, when it did get to that, that four points is Spolstra left that bench rotation in there for way too long. It was like a rotation of Gabe, Duncan, Max, Deadman, and and Caleb or, or one other person. And, and really, my biggest issue with that is is that there's, I personally believe there's no reason you can't have uh, Tyler, Bam, or Jimmy out there on the court at all times. At least one of the three. I think you'd be able to get one of those three out there at all times, which you need to run an offense so you don't have five guys out there that can't create their own shot. Now, maybe it's because Bam was in foul trouble. That kind of messed with the plan a little bit. But still, I think Spolstra could have did something, whether it was putting Tyler back out there, who was playing really well and maybe sat too long, which is why he didn't score in the fourth quarter at all. So, I mean, that team did get it to four, but I really think he should have brought those, at least one of those guys back in to help get it close because then they had a lot of turnovers. Bulls hit some big shots. Vucevic specifically hit a really big three to get it to seven, and the Bulls never really looked back from there. I mean, it always stayed in like that eight to 10 point range, but the Heat never really got it that close as much as Max Struess tried. I mean, man, that guy was trying his hardest to will them into that game. He was even hitting big threes that because Deadman was so slow doing these offensive fouls, they were getting wiped off. So, uh, again, very frustrating plays by Deadman. That's the reason I'm talking about him still because he's not a good player. He's not paid like a good player. But the moments at which he shows he's not a good player is terrible. It's terrible timing. Uh, but, yeah, what else What else do we got here? We talked about, uh, ty- okay, the, the rotations in the fourth quarter. Finally, he brought back in Bam. Finally, he brought back in Tyler. Those guys didn't do too much. He brought in Jimmy a few minutes later, which is still too late. But then when he did bring in Jimmy, they missed a ton of free throws. They had Struess missed two free throws. Then Jimmy missed a free throw. Then Bam missed a free throw. That's four straight missed free throws in the fourth quarter when it was about a four or five point game. Those are critical, critical missed free throws. And I feel like that's a problem they had last year, missing these timely free throws in the fourth quarter. And it's going to be very hard to win games like that. But I don't think it's an overwhelming issue. It just happened to be a game they missed bad free throws. You'd think nine times out of 10, they're not going to do that. Uh, And obviously, we'll worry about that come playoff time if it seems like it's becoming a pattern or such. But uh, what else do we got here? Actually, that is the very last point I have on my list. Looks like we're going in at 22 minutes here. Shout out to Jimmy Butler because uh, he's one of the only people that showed up today. But regardless, frustrating game. Again, I don't care too much because I learned a long time ago that it's a very long season. You cannot get too up or too down on uh, this early in the season. Are you going to drive yourself crazy? Uh, anything else interesting going on in the NBA right now? Checking out these scores. Looks like we got the Jazz that have been leading the Nuggets all game. They're up 11 right now, which is kind of crazy. Uh, Kelly Olynyk got eight points for the Jazz too. Kind of thought he'd go off today. Oh, it looks like the uh, <laughs> the Mavs are once again molly whopping the Phoenix Suns up by 21. That's kind of crazy. Uh, I saw Dejounte Murray had a really good first game. So did the Donovan Mitchell. Zion had a nice game first back, and of course the Brooklyn Nets lost, and Ben Simmons fouled out while only scoring four points. 
So that part is not surprising at all. Uh, oh, yeah. And the Knicks went to overtime versus the Grizzlies. Actually a pretty good game. Uh, and in the Tank Bowl, the Hornets beat the Spurs. Oh, and also the uh, the Magic lost to the Pistons. So that's in the Victor Wembanyama Bowl. And Paulo Banchero, by the way. My God, I got to watch his highlights. Because that man finished with 27 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. He's a guy that I know absolutely nothing about because I didn't watch any college basketball. But I'll be sure to watch him now that he's on the Magic, especially since he's putting up numbers like that. But anyways, I don't know when I'll do the next episode of this pod. I know that he'd have a big game Friday versus the Boston Celtics at 7.30. And then they do have another big game Saturday versus the Toronto Raptors. Those are two pretty good teams. Should be two pretty good games. Uh, So maybe I'll get a pod up Sunday or something like that. But uh, until then, hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Let's not overreact, guys. And I'll see y'all next time. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.